0: What up, YouTube? It's your boy Banks. And we back in the building, you feel me? It's true talks. Cause true talks, alright? Let's get straight right into it. Man, bruh. So we have we have big news, abrupt news. You know, we have abrupt news that is, you know, Lamarcus Aldridge. Lamarcus Aldridge who, you know, was with the Spurs and then got bought out looking for a championship, you know, sacrificing and, you know, joined the Brooklyn Nets and, you know, just changed things and stuff like that and, you know, was trying to go for a ring this year, you know, part of the super team with the trio with, you know, Katie, Kyrie, and James Harden and, you know, basically was trying to show that he still is what Elite looks like, was showing that he still had post-up, was showing that he can still run protect, you know was showing all these type of things but it was just announced today abruptly that he's announcing his retirement right that he's retiring from the nba which is a shock to most it was a shock to all actually not to most a shock to all you know that he's he's gonna retire basically due to uh, a regular heartbeat and you know that's that's something that is nothing to play with right that's something that you have to just read and react off that situation you know obviously it's something that he probably doesn't want to do for obviously he's trying to win a ring. You know, he's trying to he's trying to continue his career. But when something like that happens, a scare like that happens, that's when, you know, careers get altered. That's when, you know, stuff change. And that's also kind of not the same exact health complication or health scare that happened with Bosch, But similar situation in terms of randomly something happens. And then now you have to just make a abrupt decision and you retire and you don't play again, right? So it's unfortunate. It's never something that you want to see those like injuries, health scare, anything from that type of, you know, that type of context or that type of, you know, just looking at it from that perspective. You don't ever want to see anything of that nature, right? So uh, my prayers go up to Aldridge, you know, and his family and just, you know, I know Aldridge just, just himself, you know, anytime you're your passion, or anytime you're not ready to just stop something, but you have to, due to now it becomes a less priority in your life. That's always something you always, you know, is just looking from that player or that person's perspective. It's always something that's tough to deal with when you're not ready to just exit, when you're not ready to give up, when you're not ready to, you know, to just have it ended and, and then just has to be, it's just taken from you, right? In the blink of an eye. That's never, you know, that's always something that mentally. It's tough to deal with. Right. It's mentally, you know, it's like, damn, you know, you're not ready and you're not, you're not, you're not in that state of mind. Right. You're not prepared. That's what you always hear when guys like end up retiring or guys kind of like they're done playing normally most of the time just on their terms or like physically they can't do it. But now physically you can in terms of like running up and down the court. Well, obviously not with the heartbeat, but in terms of just like, you know, jumping and just physically his body. But now when you go to the heart, which is still part of the body, right? That's where now it's like you physically can't, right? And that's where it's like, you know, mentally is not, it's not, is not. He, I know he wasn't ready, clearly. Obviously, he's just in the, in the midst of the season, not an off season when it normally happens. Like you're literally in the he just played, right? So, you know, my prayers up to LaMarcus and his family again. So, you know, that's, that changes a lot of things. You know, that now uh, DeAndre Jordan, who wasn't in the rotation, and you see that how he's fighting, how versus the Wolves and versus Philly, he actually played pretty well, right? He played pretty well, showing that, you know, I'm here, though. I'm here, though, right? So now he went from not being in the rotation to all of a sudden being in the rotation. Remember, LaMarcus brought a whole different dynamic. because She could shoot the three, you know? Claxton and DeAndre don't shoot, right? They're just pick-and-roll type of bigs. They're like Gobert type of bigs. He could shoot the three, Aldridge. He could post up right you know he 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 does still run protect and has different type of defense different type of pick and roll you run. but again la uh, uh DeAndre and Claxton were you know playing pretty well with when with Harden right they're perfect perfect type of bigs to play with Harden because Harden does that through the like step back or the alley so again they can go back to that dynamic it's, it's a it's a big drop off but it's not like they haven't been winning without that type of dynamic right so they were still trying to figure it out with Aldridge, but the potential with Aldridge overall is a further and higher potential that you would have at its max than you have with the DeAndre Jordan play style, right? That's the whole purpose of them, you know, signing him. So again, prayers up to, you know, the Aldridge family and Aldridge and, you know, we'll see how the Nets bounce back. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm still comfortable with, their, their lineups and their bigs, you saw how how uh, um, DeAndre was actually padding Embiid to a certain extent, right, until, you know, the second half when he did the draw fouls and started taking over. But he was padding. He was 6-16 six in the first half. You know, he was locking him up, showing you that, okay, and that's without, you know, KD kind of there to dig and other guys, you know, hard on offense as well too. So, you know, those stops actually mainly, mainly matter. But there he was padding him and doing a great job. Versus, verse, versus uh, Embiid, right? And it's not even the playoffs, right? So I wasn't too, too worried. But, again, you know, it changes things. It changes things. So we'll see how the Nets kind of bounce back. Now that we, you know, we move past that, still talking about the Nets. Um, you know, they they haven't beat the Sixers in the last game and the Lakers. They it, they lost to the Lakers, beat the Wolves, then lost to the Sixers. So we're here to kind of just, you know, how do we read and react based off of those two losses? The Lakers loss was obviously not a great loss. It was a bad loss because they're facing the, the, the Lakers who had no LeBron, no AD, right? So obviously, you know, media and, you know, the fans are, oh, my God, you can't beat the Lakers without this and that and that and that. They don't remember that <laughs> with LeBron. They they slapped them as well too, right? They they slapped them that the the bench had to play the rest of the game. They slapped them without KD and it was just Kyrie and Harden versus LeBron, right? So you can't just only look at one one side of the spectrum and forget that the other side of the spectrum still exists, even though it doesn't. It didn't happen as recent as you think, right? But again, I I get they have. I guess they have every right to you know think what they want to think and whatever. But for me. I didn't really look too, too much into, you know, the Lakers beating, beating the Nets. The reason why, even if the Nets beat the Lakers, I didn't look too much into it. That, that game, to me, just didn't really matter because, again, Katie's second game, back-to-back, to back, back to back, and then Kyrie gets ejected, whatever. You know, they should still win and whatever. But the thing is, this is what happens with the Lakers. If you notice, if you really watch, the Lakers will blow teams out and they randomly are hitting shots. So because they slap the Nets off of an anomaly, off them splashing and hitting shots the same way they slap the Raptors, whenever they hit shots eight times, seven times out of ten, they're going to win. Why? Because that's an anomaly. That's not what they do. So people come into the game, helping off the weak side, you force them to shoot because they aren't a great shooting team. But when they now all of a sudden are hitting, that's an anomaly. Like, you take the L. But people act like that's normal. Oh, my God, and that's without LeBron, without... You know the shooting and the way the team moves is different. When LeBron and when AD comes back, you know, they are a slower tempo p- type of team member. Without LeBron pushing the ball, you have these role players that now go back into their normal bags. They go back into what they do more. Shooter goes back into what he does now, right? This is why you've seen him start eating. That same shooter you saw it's not the shooter you're going to see with LeBron. <laughs> it's not the same shooter. He doesn't have the ball in his hand like that. You know what I'm saying? Man's are going to only be getting in the spot-up situations. KCP's not trying to kill off the dribble. Marcus, Mark, uh, Markeith Morris is not getting mid-post and just posting up and getting those opportunities. That's all happening because LeBron and AD aren't there. When LeBron and AD are there, they're to get the slow tempo. Okay, LeBron get it on the mid-post. LeBron get it at the high post. LeBron get it at the top. Run his pick and roll. Slow dribble up the ball. You know, try and go to work and try and has blow-by. If not, kick it to the corner. Okay, AD, here's your post-up touch now. Everything's slow tempo and y'all, the role players only get it off of the situations, which is why you see they struggle because there's, there's something to do with rhythm. When you're not a great shooter, rhythm means everything. When you have the ball more in your hand, you feel it more. Even if you don't shoot, you get it. Ah, not there. You make the rotation pass. You're getting the ball more. You're swinging the ball more. You get more confidence. You get more pep in your step. You're going to hit more shots because you have more rhythm. You're touching the ball. You're involved more. That worry of, oh, is this is my only shot. If I don't hit this shot, he might not pass back to me. Like That that fear, that kind of mentality removes out of your head as a role player. So this is why you see the Lakers have been shooting more, way better than they've been shooting with LeBron. If you actually go look at the numbers and you go look at the eye test, what they've been doing, right? So that kind of context removes once LeBron and AD comes back, especially LeBron, because he's the usage carrier on that team, right? So that's why I don't really like this team you see these role players act oh my god if they're hitting shots now and watch when LeBron comes back like man's don't really think the game properly like this is not even a knock to like the Lakers himself it's just you have to just know the game like role players don't it's the same thing if you see oh, and on on any team if you see role players now doing step backs and all of a sudden killing when like they're not the stars aren't in that's not the you that role player not getting that situation like he's not that's not the same thing now Teams that already shoot well, if you see them now snapping, like that's why the Nets is different. If the role players are snapping when they're not there, it's not gonna change because they're shooters. They're actually shooters who score off screens, who can score spot up. Don't matter, they get only one shot. That's why they're been efficient the whole year, because even with low amount of shots, if they get it, they're shooters. They're gonna be open because those guys draw attention, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But like the Lakers aren't shooters like that, so that's why I didn't really, I didn't really worry. I didn't really, you know. Because I know they're not going to move like that. They're going to have to hit those same shots. Non-shooters, when you give them less shots, it's going to be harder to make shots. When you give non-shooters more shots and more rhythm, they're going to be more efficient, more pepping ex- pep their step, exactly what I was saying. So I didn't really, you know, put too much stock into that. I was make a video, make a video. And also, too, that game was Saturday. Games happened Sunday. So I, on Monday, I talked about the games on Sunday. But even then, people thought I was, you know, that, oh, he's scary. He's not talking now. That's cap. I actually I actually was laughing. I didn't even, like, I, for, especially the Nets. The Nets, if you lose to a team when you're banged up and you lose to weaker teams, that, to me, never worries me. If you're losing to main teams when it's time to, the lights is on, everyone knows it's a big game, and you're here fully healthy and you're losing to actual teams that, like, you might see in the finals, you might see in playoffs, like, actually great teams, if you're losing to them, that's where I'm like, okay, I might worry. <laughs> the Nets beat all of them, all of them multiple times so i'm not worried about oh, all one two loss versus like bum teams or teams without their main guys like if anything that's who, that shows me that okay you just you're you, you didn't come to play versus them you're supposed to if anything you're gonna lose to the lesser team it's like the the golden state warriors with their 73 and nine look at their nine losses it's not to the greatest teams it's always to these random teams that you're like god ah, you shouldn't lose because now your guard goes down okay we could just easily beat these guys and then you get beat. That more so happens to most championship teams lose like that. But when they turn it on and it's time, to you know, it's here, we know what it is, they don't lose to those teams. That's the, that's the makings of a great team if you actually look at it. So that's what the Nets been doing. So I don't even, you know, because playoffs you're always going to, every game is, we here though, so you're not going to lose. You know what I'm saying? So that's more so my takeaway from that Lakers game. Now the Sixers game was a complete different story. Obviously there's no KD. KD played the game before that versus the Wolves. You've seen the efficiency, 31. What is it? 11 for 15. Like, 31 points on 11 for 15? Like, come on now. Like, that boy different. That boy different. Like, <laughs> hours, couple hours from that, the man's talking with Shadon Sharp. You know what I'm saying? Letting him know that, yo, you capping, fam. You capping. What are you doing? Why are you spreading narratives, wrong narratives? Like, letting man's do that. Then just couple one, two, two hours because the game was at 4 p.m. Coming out buckets like Katie's a different like come on now like that's why i'm like how do men just hate him men are so fearful of him that they just hate him just because of the Golden State move if you want to hate him just because the Golden they move that's that's to you that's all to you yeah you know i'm saying you don't update your information you're salty because if something happened to you in the past that's okay update your information he didn't just go there and just ride coattails to a championship he carried he was the main reason in fact they don't win without him so that, oh, he went to a three, like that removes. You have to update your information. What's priority? Did he just go there and just have a palm sweaty moment? Zero three straight fourth quarters, average the third points, you know, didn't do nothing, was just there. Then you can say something. He carried. He carried. He was the main reason. Every bucket moment, that was Katie. It was Katie. So update your information. All that old stuff you're harboring on, that's just you being emotional. Just, just, that's all that comes down to. If you really update your information, he told you that there's a reason why I came here they needed me and then he don't play what happens in the finals they lose to the raptors come on now he plays for the one game just 11 points straight like you could see he was needed for the finals clearly clearly so when you look at that you update your information come on now i'm like you harboring on old, old on old stuff that's just being emotional so anyways it is what it is but you look at efficiency like like this is why you can never hate on this guy most people, most scores. at some point, you can say, oh, my God, look, they're inefficient. They did this. Because, again, the eye test and the efficiency are two different things. But now when the eye test and the efficiency and the analytics match and you can't say nothing, there's, there's literally no reason to actually say this man is not the best player. <laughs> there's no reason. The stats prove it. The eye test prove it. Everything proves it. You just harboring on one thing. That's it. And then, anyways, we passed that. So, you know, they, they messed up the times with that game. And then now that's why you've seen he didn't play versus the Philly because obviously the game on 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 with versus the Wolves was supposed to be a Tuesday game but it was postponed, right? Sorry, it was supposed to be a Monday game but it was postponed due to you know the shootings, the shootings, you know within uh you know within Minnesota and all that type of stuff. And obviously they postponed all Minnesota games, right? Then now they're now it got pushed back, so now it became a back to back. And I guess they're supposed to maybe play twelve or something like that. So. 12 or 1 was supposed to be the game. That's what Katie was saying. So if he played at that time, now he could probably play a night game on Wednesday because it's kind of like it's not really a back to back, even though it's a back to back. But then they played late at 4. So now it's like, ah, you know, they switched the time. So, you know, they still wanted to play him. And I guess, you know, because if it was a back to back from time, he wouldn't have played versus the Wolves. He would have played versus the Sixers, right? But he's integrating. You know, it is what it is. You know, it's all good. But you can see that Philly, Philly, even though, you know, they came back. Like, how the fact that, like, this is why I don't trust Philly. This is why Philly, to me, has always been capped when it comes to playoff time. Like, their regular season team has always been great. But when it comes to playoff time, this is why I don't trust in them. The fact that you have Brooklyn's bench. Bro- Brooklyn's bench. Because Kyrie was still frying. Kyrie a different, that, that boy disgusting. You better trust him, man. Like, I, I don't even, like, it's, he's so elite that, like, it's, obvious, it's like being the dead horse. But the reason why I always have to talk about him is because, Every game he's doing something spectacular that you've never seen before. Multiple times. This man will kill you without doing the same move twice in a whole game. New highlights. Other people they need a they need a plethora of games to get a compilation of highlights. <laughs> this man every game is a, you could get a, after every game or every two games you can get a whole top 10 season highlights for the year out of every game. Like it's crazy, man. Like the ability of this man displays the creativity, the the arsenal my goodness like is remarkable it's actually like his instincts read and react like dog that boy is different man but anyways Kyrie been frying they take him out you know pack it in it all good the fact that the Brooklyn Nets bench can come back and then you bring in your starters and they still come back and y'all struggling the Sixers still struggling that you know the Sixers felt so embarrassed that they had to change everything to now KD sucks and all that type of stuff and KD like y'all chanting at me I'm not even playing that's when you know you're so fearful you know you that's actually a disservice to the fans the fans are thinking we're gonna clown KD because we winning but you know you're only doing it because you're embarrassed because you know you're barely you're struggling you're struggling to the bench that's not even playing there's no uh, KD there's no Kyrie there's no Harden on the floor and y'all are struggling barely he's coming to a free throw game And that you have to chant KD sucks because your palms is sweaty that you know the man is not even on the court. But if he was on the court, it would have been game. So that's how fearful you guys are as 76ers fans. Like you're chanting for a guy that's not playing because your palms are sweaty. You're basically letting Brooklyn know that we in your heads without even playing. That's what you're doing. They live in rent free like they say. (laughs) He's rent free in your head. Really? You have to chant against him and he's not even playing? That to me Really, that y'all don't even believe in your own team. Y'all are that embarrassed. You know what time it was. Y'all knew. So now, Brooklyn, you're, if I'm like, if I'm a Brooklyn or if I'm a 76er teammate, right? If I'm on that team and I see the fans do that, I'm cheesed because I know that, yo, we're not ready to face this team. The fact that this happened, we're actually not ready. we actually not ready. And you heard Embiid knew, Embiid knew that terrible. Like they had to bring me back and I was just supposed to come back and play. Like that's what he said. I was supposed to come back and play. But I had to get, I had to brought it up because it was, I brought back because it was getting out of hand. Like you heard him say that, cause he knows, he knows. He also knew he was struggling, and that's why also too I don't trust. Like when it comes to the Sixers, like when it comes to the Sixers, I don't, I don't trust. I don't. This is why I don't trust them in the clutch time. I don't trust mine. Always bad decisions. Always turnover. It's not the first time that this happens. Not just because of this game. It happens all the time. If you look at it, obviously, yes, it's the first year with Ben Simmons and, 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 and Bede in the, in the playoffs versus the Celtics. Look at all those games. There was a 4-1 uh, lead that they lost. or was not the lead that they lost. 4-1 series that they lost. And Bear Times in the clutch, they had leads. They're supposed to close out the game. Turnover, 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 misses, misses, misses. you just seen it this year versus the Lakers. If it wasn't for Tobias' game winner versus the Lakers, Lakers were about to win that game. You know what I'm saying? What, 12-whatever run in the end of the game. It always happens constantly. I don't trust them. Their poise is atrocious. Then you still have the Ben Simmons factor that can't shoot. Like, you have all those factors. It comes down to Embiid and Tobias, which Tobias, again, is looking like Clippers Tobias. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. But the Sixers, I don't trust in the clutch time. I don't. I don't. And Embiid has never, only last year's where he averaged 30 points and actually played pretty good in the playoffs when he got swept versus the Celtics. But other than that, every year it's been underperforming, underperforming, struggling, you know, struggling from the field. Like, and then now you look at the actual clutch, palms are sweaty, brick, 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 or look, looking like he's not even part of the game. you seen that versus the Raptors with Gasol on him. you seen that versus the Sixers with Al Horford on him. Like, you've seen that a lot of the times in series where he just goes MIA, palms are sweaty, don't look the same, always trying to draw foul, all that type of stuff. So, do I really trust MB to just carry, take over? Even in the clutch, even in regular season, he don't be doing that. he be struggling. So, and you've seen him this game, big game, he be struggling. So, I don't really, you know, I don't really, until I, he has to show me. So, that's the way I go. I update my information as it goes at hand. I don't assume you're all, all of a sudden going to do it. I go off history, and I go off just what you've been, what you've been doing. Now, you could break it, obviously. But for me to now go into, oh, my God, they're going to make the finals. They're going to make the... Every year, they're going to make the finals. They're going to make conference finals. And look what we see. Same thing with the Bucks. Then you have that weakness at, at play at all hand where Ben Simmons can't shoot. It changes how defensives can guard you. We could you know, change schemes. You don't even shoot. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when you look at it from that perspective, like, again, and with Ben Simmons talking smack and talking the way he was talking, like, I'm not mad at it, obviously. I'm not mad at it. But, you know, you got to back it up at some point. You're saying? <laughs> You're saying the cell. Uh, sorry, the the um the Nets don't move the ball. They gotta play defense, as if you know they're like low. They're low tier in assists. When y'all don't even average, y'all post up bare and get way less assists than the Nets. It's only one ball. Like what are you talking about? It's cap. I know you salty that they were gonna trade you for Harden, so you wanna talk. And that's specific shot to Harden because again, you know KD, KD, KD. They're talented, but they're only one ball. So I already know all. That's cause of that. You know, but at the end of the day, I do rate it, but you're capping. You're capping. I do rate the energy, but you're capping. You know what I'm saying? You're capping at the end of the day. And <laughs> come on now, only one ball. You that, That's cap. It's cap. But, you know, I, like I said, I like the energy. They won the game. But you could tell that the fan base's palms are sweaty. You could tell that the Sixers know they need to improve. They need to get better. And then now you look at it again. The, the Sixers have got to their best max potential regular season wise, which is why they're getting finals potential, all this type of stuff. MVB uh MV M B is having his MVP season. Tobias Harris is having his best season as a sixer. And there's a common denominator for that. Which is why a lot of y'all have to apologize because a lot of y'all, Doc Rivers, oh, my God, this and that. Doc Rivers is fugazi. Doc Rivers, the reason why the Clippers, this and that and whatever and this and that in the third. And he said in the clutch, it will be the exact same story. And y'all seen during the regular season without Doc Rivers with Ty there, new coaching staff with Chauncey Billups. You're seeing the same problems within closing. So what did I tell y'all? Remember when I told y'all? Yes, Doc Rivers, we understand. You go to the history. You bring up this situation, this situation, and this situation. It's not the same situation with, Clip, with the Clippers, with this team with Kawhi and PG. It's not the same thing. Y'all could bring up all his mishaps in his, in his career and act, and act like, oh, it's him, it's him, it's him. We have to fire him. As if that's the same situation. We have to look at the year. What, what just transpired? This man made bare adjustments versus Jokic and them. Bare adjustments. Oh, it's not working. Let me put Marcus Morris at the five. Oh, it's not working. Let me put Jamichael at the five. Oh, it's not working. Let me put Harrah at the five. Oh, it was not working. Let me bring in Reggie Jackson. He, the man did bare adjustments even in one quarter. Tried everything and nothing worked because it wasn't the adjustments. It wasn't the problem. It was the chemistry and the communication and the actual players themselves. That's what the problem was. So, Doc Rivers to blame for that when these men were looking mentally frail in the bubble? No. Pandemic P, but he's supposed to be blamed for that? No. And that's what I was trying to tell people. Like, he was a scapegoat. He was a scapegoat. And when I look at it from that perspective, that's why you can see him coming all the way to 76ers. You know what I mean? Coming to the East. And then what happens? Ben Simmons is now played like Scottie Pippen, which is what his role is supposed to be. You ball handle coming up at times, transition, etc. You really don't. You rarely shoot. You just come down and just, you know, that's why you see him averaging whatever. is 15, whatever. That's like Scotty. You're not an offensive force. You just run down the hill, be athletic with it, all paint domination at times, whenever the situation opens up. You know what I'm saying? But you facilitate. And a lot of the times you facilitate, but the ball's not in your hand. Just like you see, you facilitate, but then go to Jordan in the post. That's what you're doing. Embiid is a Jordan in the post. Or sometimes it's Tobias is now the Jordan in the post. That's what, that's what their usage is. He's actually playing a defensive-minded Scotty role where I'm going to be the defensive player and I'm going to pad everything. That's his focal point. That's his actual role on the team. Lock up defensively, you ball handle and bring up, initiate the offense, but it goes through Embiid. It goes through Tobias. None of this, it goes through me, it goes through Ben Simmons, and all I'm doing is handoffs, all I'm doing is trying to get the shooters, I'm trying to do this, I'm actually, and they run low screens for me, and I'm trying to attack, and I'm trying to score. And I have the ball in my hand majority of the times. And then now Embiid has to be at the three point line a lot of the times, and all of that type of stuff. Because Embiid has averaged 28 before, so he's averaging 30 now. It's only two points away from his main that he did before, so it's not like Embiid changed his game. Deficiency, all of that's increasing because of the usage. Because he's actually in spots where he's predominantly dominant in those spots. He's at those most of the time. He's at 3.9 here and there. But he had to be that often because Ben Simmons was ball handling and controlling the offense. He was the usage guy. Because under Brett Brown, that was the offense that was dictated. He, com- he completely changed the offense to where every man is in their strengths. Tobias is in his strengths. He's not just in the corner chilling tobias is in his strength go get in the post mid post high post touches he's looking like mellow that's always been tobias's game a mellow type of game since he was in orlando he was basically like a a, a poor man's mellow that's what he was now he's in you see him looking like mellow new york mellow i could spot up here i could you know but then i get in a post that's what tobias is doing that's why you're seeing it looks like his his clippers best season and not only that he actually is the all-star of the team it's not ben ben is Crucial in terms of defense and whatever, but he's more so of a role player in this offense. The main two stars, the main two creators have the ball and they create, which is Embiid and Tobias. And there's a reason for that. Doc is there doing that. A hooper knows which hooper gets the ball. Not Brett Brown doing all these, oh, me, listening to media. Ben Simmons is this, Ben Simmons is that. He's that guy. He's the LeBron. Give him the ball and him control everything. Cap. Cap. You can't shoot, man. You can't shoot. Play off the ball. Be in the rebound, be on the block. Space out, be at the free throw line, move. <laughs> like that's what's supposed to happen. And even then, it's working on the playoffs. I mean, without the playoffs, but when the playoffs come, now that he's in the corner or he's in the he's at the blow block, I could double. I could, you know, there's other things you could do because he can't shoot. But anyways, the regular season they're thriving because the guys are in their strengths. Guys are in their strengths. That's why you're seeing Danny shoot his best. Guys are in their strengths. You're going to your most dominant guys. From there first and everything else second. And that's Doc Rivers. Reading and reacting. Is, is he now, he could, you know, he could, potential could be coach of the year. Is now what? So Doc Rivers is still a weak coach? Doc Rivers is still the reason? Come on now. Y'all owe him an apology. Not even you know, a year later. The bubble was what? September-ish? Not even a year later, and you're seeing a different, complete different results. Come on now. I told y'all it was never him. That's why you come here for that IQ. That's what IQ When true talks. You listen, man. Doc was not the problem. Come on now. Scapegoat. I know a scapegoat. I know one when I see one, and I call it out, and I debunk it. All of this offense, all of this, you know, driving with the Sixers, a lot of it is due to Doc putting men in right positions. Use an IQ. You play here. You do this. You do that. Ben Simmons is a Scotty. That's what he is. A Scotty. He's literally identical. That's what he is. He's a Scotty. Scotty at least will shoot a one-two more than him, but still, Scotty don't shoot. His play style, he's literally a Scotty. That's exactly what Ben Simmons is. A taller, a bit taller Scotty because Scotty was 6'7", 6'8". He's 6'10", Ben Simmons. He's a bit taller Scotty. That's exactly what he is. So this hoopla of he needs to be this and be this and be that, like, that's cap. That's cap. That's cap. You get what I'm saying? I guess why that's why they think Ben Simmons and Bede can work. That's old. That's, a, that's in the old era, yes. but not. And not only that, and it probably could still maybe work if you played him like a Scotty. Not just everything goes through me and I'm doing handoffs with trying to get the shooters and I'm trying to pick and roll and, like, no. You bring up the ball. You attack if you have it. If not, dime shoot shooter whoever if not give it to jordan and move and do your back cuts and play you know that's how you move give it to him beat and move that's what you need to do and lock up defensively and kill in transition that's what you do you know what i'm saying and that's i, I rate doc for recognizing that because you know doc is old school he's a hooper so he knows what it is hoopers know hoopers know at the end of the day you can never tell any hooper different hoopers think alike Hoopers know who's the Hooper. They know who's the creator. They know who's the guy. Who's the guy they know? Skill. Skill is everything. Skill over everything. Buckets over everything. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you got to gotta change that energy You got to Doc and apologize. A lot of y'all owe him an apology. That's what y'all need to do. My bad, Doc. My bad. You know when you tell the doctor when he's right? No, I think, no, this is what's hurting. No. My bad, Doc. You got it. That's why you get paid. That's what y'all need to do to Doc. <laughs> That's what y'all need to do. So the Raptors, the Raptors, they beat the they beat the um who do they beat? They beat the the Spurs, right? They beat the Spurs with the Rose in there and whatever. And, you know, Pascal. Pascal's been playing pretty good, but, you know, he's taken away from Flint at times, which I don't like. You know what I'm saying? But Flynn sometimes is struggling, but I like like I said, I like the aggression. I don't care about the misses. I don't care about none of that. At this point, like, you understand, like, at this point, even OG, I like what he's doing too. At this point with the Raptors is this smarter to just tank or really go for that playing, right? Because if you go for that playing and it's the chance that you don't actually get the seed, right? There's a big chance that you don't. Like, Raptors, even with their full team, are struggling versus even bad teams and losing to bad teams, right? Like, Pistons and stuff like that. So, like, who says that you're guaranteed going to beat a better team seed-wise for the playing with all the marbles, right? You might not even advance to the next round of the playing. You might not even advance to the eighth seed of the playing. Right. So now you lose the playing, and you're still stuck at 11th, as opposed to tanking and going to like 15th, maybe four, 13th, whatever of, of the conference, and you know a pick or whatever the case is. Like, not not only that, developing and practicing, letting your guys eat right, let Trent develop more, let malachi develop more let og you know get more touches as the two like get guys get their confidence going and develop with more usage practice more takes you know practice what they've been working on off the court right you know that's what they say develop that's what development is right you get those situations trial and error you get more the game doesn't really matter if you win or not just how do you play individually practice your you know situations get your reps under your belt and that's what i think that's a benefit for the next year and not only that, you could actually see there's benefits to doing this tanking now at this point. Obviously, it's not this. This is the tanking that I kind of am OK with. It's not tanking on purpose because tanking on purpose is like the trust the process from the beginning of the year. You be tanking. I don't like that type of shit, but the Raptors clearly were trying to win and stuff like that. And they were clearly, you know, in tough, tough games. It's not like they're getting blown on every game. During tough games, they had COVID issues. They had roster issues. They had, you know, no, no big. They had the Aaron Baines in the land. They had things that didn't work like they were trying, right? They had injury issues. They had a whole bunch of fugaziness in one season that you really don't see. And it's an unprecedented type of season because a lot of teams are going with it, right? You see it happen with the Celtics as well. But a lot of teams are going with it. And, you know, when you see that, when you see that happening, right, you, it's like it's tough. It's tough that, you know... Raptors didn't try and do it so this tanking in this situation kind of like the situation made it happen so this one I'm never mad at these type of tank situations so I think um I mean I can I'm gonna ask y'all do you think y'all they should go for a plane or should they stay with the tanking like there's benefits to both I think that there's more benefits to the tanking at this point now because you see them trying even with Lowry there and stuff like that. obviously Van Fleet's not there as well too but you see them trying and you see losses even with them trying, even with a majority of guys there, some guys there, you still see losses. You still see them, like, losing to not the greatest of teams. So, like, do I really trust the Raptors to actually turn it on and win versus teams that, like, are actually better than them in a the playing situation stuff like that? You're going to be in the same boat, most likely, right? So that's where I'm like, it's it's probably smarter to tank at this point and just develop. Get your guys confident because that could help you in the next season. Now, you might not even have to go the route of, let me get a DeRozan, let me get a Lowry because, or re-sign Lowry and re-sign DeRozan because Malachi can, looks like he's an upgrade, right, if he's killing. Trent looks like an upgrade. So you can now change your direction based on what you see and letting these guys eat as opposed to they're back in their regular, not the same usage role, right? They get it here and there, or whatever and it's mainly Pascal, Bam, Vlade, and Lowry, and it's the same story, and then now you don't even know what you actually have going into the offseason. And you might be in the same position where you're still 11th seed and out of the plane or 10th seed, you're not in the 8th seed, and you just, you only got one game. You only got one extra game. (laughs) You only got one extra game as the regular season ends. For what? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, do you, how do you gauge this? Or do you just trust in your team when the guys come back Right, it's only a couple games, and they're only with well, one game out or whatever. Trust it, and you know, go for that playing, go for that playoffs, and maybe get to the eighth seed and go from there. Do you know, make that push and trust in your ability. You know, there's benefits to both because again, you trusting in your ability the max the max or at least decent output or potential of that route is that you might make the eighth seed, and then making the eighth seed and you just being in the playoffs, you're in the lights. People see you, even if you get swept, at least they see you. Then they'd be like, you know what? You can make a one-two adjustment, and the next season you'll be better. There's no more COVID. There's no more this, right? There's fans. You're back at home. All that type of stuff. And maybe it's like, you know what? That was just an anomaly year. We back, though. So that could be. And now you can actually see what do we need to upgrade? What is our weaknesses now that you're in the playoffs? And even if you get swept, this was good. This was bad. We have to change that in this offseason. That type of, that type, you know, there's benefits to each route. Which route do you take? You know what I'm saying? And that's where... Now, I don't like, that's kind of what I took from these last couple of games. You know, these last couple of games, like, that's what I took from it because there's times Malachi should be getting it, but then Pascal, 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 and then he susses, and, you know, whatever the case is, you're right. So do we just sit him out, or do we just, you play, but you play that side role. Let's see how this could go. Malachi, you do it. Bring it up. You, you know, Trent, you do it. Rodney Hood, you get more touches too, fam. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, change what we're doing. Let's see. You know, that's what I see from trust the process tanking in in this situation. Are you read and react? Do you adjust, you know, you adjust your game plan at time. You adjust now that a new, you know, new information, new context, new situation is at hand. Now you do, you adjust. Do you read and react and make a different outcome, different, you know, game plan and, you know, out of this situation. And that's kind of what I'm thinking. You know, I don't know which one. If I had to choose, I would gear to more just forget the plane, man. Just, you know, let it play out. Just, you know, practice, practice, develop these guys. Let's see. Let's see what elite looks like. So now we can see what kind of decision we're going to make. Because do you really try and sign DeRozan and try and sign back Lowry? And then now Trenton is back in that, in that backup type of role. Because obviously you're going to start DeRozan. You're going to start Lowry. You're probably going to start Van Fleet. You know, if you get a big, you're still going to start Pascal. And you're still gonna start OG, right? That's four or five guys. Or do you not start OG, right? Do you not like Trent? Most likely, he's not gonna start. Is Trent gonna want you know? Is he gonna go get an offer sheet somewhere else where he could be the starter? Like a lot of these things play out, man. A lot of these things play out. If now this is what you're trying to do, because you you know you kind of just put everyone, you box everyone again, and you don't let them thrive and see what they could be. So. That's kind of like the route I would want to go with in terms of just let them thrive. Let's go with that. And, you know, y'all can let me know what y'all think in the comment section. Let me know what y'all think, because that's kind of the question that's been looming. That's the elephant in the room when it comes to the Raptors right now. We see them continuously lose. We know that we're not fully healthy. We know a lot of those things aren't at play. But getting fully healthy and, and, and going for a push for what? What is the real outcome? What is the real possibility that is attainable? right what is the what is the most realistic thing that could happen you kind of have to foresee and kind of like be smart now be smart and use wisdom to kind of change direction or do you just go for this are you going to believe with no iq or are you going to believe realistically that's two different things that's where a lot of people get the hope and the realistic hope and you know benefit or there's benefit to like believing in yourself where people think it's unrealistic but it's realistic for you but i'm just saying with the with the personnel at hand Like, come on now, we got to be realistic. You can't just blindly, blindly have hope. You know what I'm saying? You got to read and react to that and be smart. So that's where I kind of like, that's where my mind is going right now as these, these, you know, the last stretch of the season is coming at hand. That's what I'm looking at. And, you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Let me know what y'all think in the comment section, because, again, there's a lot of benefits and we're seeing individually with players, right? But team-wise... How do we move? How do we move? How do we try and you know keep things at bay? Do what decision do we make? And that's where, as a fan base, a lot of the times we don't make the right decisions. You know, and we force the GMs and we force the Raptors organization to do this and do this and do that. We've seen it with Pascal. We've seen it with you know with, with 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 contracts. We've seen it all over the place, right? Now let's be smart. What do y'all think as a fan base? What should we do? What should we do, right? So let me know in the comment section. You know, I, you already know what I'm kind of leaning towards. That's kind of what my IQ is saying. There is no right or is, there is no wrong because the right and wrong the, will only play out in the future. Like next year, we'll see what's right and wrong. But right now, there is no right and wrong. It's kind of just everything's opinion. Everything is kind of like, what's your IQ saying, right? Let me know what y'all think in the comment section. You already know. I appreciate y'all. Share, like, and subscribe. We out here. There's no doubt here and there's no drought here. You feel me? Appreciate y'all. You know it is what it is. And at the end of the day, we'll see how it pans out. We'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see. You already know. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Make sure you click that notification so you know when I'm here. Because I'm here. (laughs) You already know, man. I appreciate y'all. And I'm out, man.